Thank you for joining us on our podcast for Faith Center Church. We hope today's message builds you up and brings you hope right where you're at. Hope you enjoyed the message. That was played Friday night, the opening night of the women's conference. Miss Cammie, the Lord showed her to use that in her message, and Miss Rebecca put that together. Where's Miss Rebecca? What, didn't she do good? She put that video together. It's a powerful song. If you don't know who that is singing, that is C.C. Winans. I'm just going to go ahead and tell you a little claim to fame for me. I actually met her brother, B.B. Winans. Uh, I met him, uh, so that was kind of cool back in the day. Uh, incredible contemporary Christian artists from like back in my era in the 80s. They were big. Teenagers, they were big in the 80s, okay? You don't know C.C. Winans, but when I was your age, they were the deal. They were it, so B.B. and C.C., so... Well, are you ready for the word, church family? Come on. I want to ask you to go with me to Isaiah chapter 53. I want to just share with you a word that I believe will just flow right on into what was spoken over our women these last couple of days, talking about believing. And I know, uh, my gosh, uh, it was rich. It was powerful. Our ladies were changed and filled and to overflow. I believe that. But I want to just use for a title, whose report will you believe? That's really what it all comes down to. Whose report will you believe? And in Isaiah chapter 53, this is the prophet Isaiah speaking prophetically under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. And he's speaking over God's people, speaking over you and me. And he basically says this in Isaiah 53, verse 1. Who has believed our report? There it is. Who has believed our report? It's a question that God is asking his people. And then it went on to say, and to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? The arm of the Lord was revealed here in this house the last two nights. I I saw it Friday night. I got to come Friday night. The power and the strength of the Lord was on display in this place during I see some I see some women bobbing with me this morning cuz you know cuz you were here. And that's exactly what the, what God was saying, who has seen the arm of the Lord? Yeah. I'm here to tell you church, that's what we're, that's the time that we're living in. The arm of the Lord in Scripture is, is, is making reference to His power to deliver. His providential care over every event in our life. That's your God. But the question is, do you believe that? Yeah, but Pastor Manny, you, don't, you, don't, you, don't, you must not be watching the news. You're right, and you shouldn't either. <laughs> you must not see what's going on. Well, no, I see what's going on, but that's not all I see. Come on. I also see what the Word of God says. And we can know, just as the question was asked, who are you going to believe? Come on, there's always two reports. There's always two voices. In the Garden of Eden, there were two voices. God's voice and the enemy's voice for Adam and Eve. Always two voices. And the question is, which one are we going to hear? Which one are we going to follow? And so this message, message today, basically, I want to move quickly because I, I don't want to take a lot of time, but I do want to just encourage you with what you believe. Believing the right thing, the report of the Lord, what the word says. Do you know God's word says a whole lot about you? 
and your family and your finances and your future and your health. Oh, yes, it does. The word of God says, beloved, I wish above all. I'm going to go ahead and just preach today. Beloved, I wish above all things that you would prosper. And listen to this. Not my words, the word. That you would prosper, Faith Center Church, and be in health, even as your soul is prospering. That's what the Word of God says about you. That you would know that even during this time that we're living in, yes, we use wisdom. Yes, if you need to wear a mask, wear a mask. But I'm just come to tell you, just make sure you are listening to the right report. Not doom and gloom, not ABC, NBC, woe is me. And what are we going to do? No, we're going to believe the report of the Lord. Proverbs 18.10 says this, the name of the Lord is a strong tower. I feel my help coming this morning. The name of the Lord, that's capital L-O-R-D. That is Jehovah Yahweh, the self-revealing God. The God that wants for you and I to know him in an intimate way. What Miss Rebecca was talking about, covenant relationship. It's all about knowing him, not just knowing about him. When you just know, when you just settle for knowing about him and knowing church and knowing religion, that's great. But you don't have to settle for just knowing about him. You can know him. Because when you know him, come on, you know you have a strong tower in this time that we're living in that you can run into and be what? Safe, not worried, not twiddling your thumbs, not operating in fear. Operating in faith, knowing that you're safe. That is the covenant that you and I have. He's a covenant-making God. He's a covenant-keeping God. And his word declares over you and I, he said that he would be a strong tower. That you and I could, yeah, let's give him praise right there if you believe that. We're covered. What are you under this morning? Are you under the gun? Are you under pressure? Are you under depression? Are you under the world's thinking or are you under the strong tower this morning that is keeping you and I safe see even not only in Isaiah 53 it it actually it's a it's a prophetic word that speaks of the the people of God the children of Israel it does speak of their judgment because of because of their Lack of just simply obeying and trusting and what? Believing God. So there were things that happened to God's people. They were under their enemy's rule and reign and they had faced some problems. And Isaiah speaks of that if you read the book of Isaiah. But that's not all the book of Isaiah talks about. That's not all that the prophet spoke of. He also didn't just speak of the people of God's judgment. He also spoke of the people of God's salvation and redemption. That's the book of Isaiah. It spoke of, and in fact, Isaiah 53 speaks of a redemption, speaks of a renewing, speaks of a building up, not a tearing down, but a building up. But you see, there were two reports And he said here in Isaiah 53, which one are you going to believe? Not denying the judgment and wrongdoing, but he's saying, which one are you going to believe? You're going to believe the report 
of the strength of God, the arm of the Lord being revealed during this time, lifting you up, lifting your marriage up, lifting your family up, lifting your finances up, lifting your countenance up. The days are over for you and I to be walking around with our head down, wondering what is going on. Where is God? Where are you, God? God ain't gone nowhere. He's right here. He inhabits the praises of his people. He's here, church, with us. We know that. We sense that. We believe that. That's what we're going to believe. Whose report are you going to believe? The report of the Lord or the other report? Negative thinking. It's all about defeat and destruction, damnation. No, that's not what we're going to believe. We're going to believe what God's word says. And even in Matthew 24, it speaks of this very same thing when Jesus said, yes, in the last days, (laughs) there's going to be wars and rumors of war. You don't hear a whole lot of this teaching anymore, but it's in the book. In the last days, there'll be uh, wars and rumors of wars. There'll be earthquakes. There'll be things going on. Are we not seeing that right now? But church, that's not all Jesus said. In that very same chapter of Matthew 24, he also said, hello, there would be an increase in wickedness. But wait a minute, what report are we going to believe? That's not all I believe. Yeah, I see the increase in wickedness. But he went on to say in that very same chapter of Matthew 24, and the gospel of the kingdom of God will be preached. What does that mean? That means people are going to be saved. God's going to be working in all in the midst of all of it. What, is, what, did, what did Joel say in the last days? I will pour out my soul. Oh, my goodness. That's where we are. In the last days, I will pour out my spirit on all flesh, is what the prophet Joel said. Peter recited of that as well. And what did he go on to say? What report are you going to believe? He went on to say, your old men would dream dreams. Your young men would have visions. And What what, what are we going to believe? I heard this so strongly. A world that seems to be becoming darker and darker needs a church that is continuing to dream and dream. And is that not what we've heard this morning? Dream. We've got to continue to be dreaming, speaking forth what we declare. That building is paid for. You you hear what I'm saying? That's what I believe the time that we're living in. We're going to believe God in his word. Yeah, but Pastor Manny, are you sure? It's, it's, there's storms. There's storms out there. Well, you can have a better re- a weather report than that. Let me give you a good weather report. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers them out of them all. That's the, yeah, that's the report we're going to believe. Come on, let me give you another weather report. Jesus said, in this world, you will have trouble. A lot of people just seem to focus right there. The trouble, the trouble, the trouble, the trouble, the trouble, the trouble, the trouble. But Jesus didn't just say you're going to have trouble. He said, comma, but be of good cheer. Somebody's getting their joy back today. Come on. The joy of the Lord is your strength. In this life, we're going to have trouble. Hello. But be of good cheer because Jesus said, I have overcome the world. Hallelujah. I'll show you in another way in 1 Timothy. Paul is writing to his understudy, his young protege, Timothy. 
And Timothy was getting two different, there was some reports out there. And not everything was peachy cream in Timothy's time. He was a young pastor and he was working to uh, fulfill the, 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 the assignment and the call of God and what God was doing in the midst of the early church. And you know the Apostle Paul, you know how instrumental he was. But this is what he said to Timothy, this charge I commit to you in 1 Timothy 1.18. He said, this is what I charge you, my son Timothy. Oh, watch this. According to the prophecies previously made concerning you. Watch this. Basically what he was saying, stick to the words that I've spoken over you. That's the report I want you to be believing and adhering to, Timothy. Not the report of others, but the report of the Lord. The word of God that's been spoken already over you is what Paul said. Do you know that the word of God has already been spoken over you? That's what he was telling Timothy. I charge you and I commit to you according to the prophecies, the word that's already been spoken concerning you. Watch this, that by them you may wage the good warfare. In verse 19, having faith. There it is right there. Another translation says holding on to faith. You got to hold on during these times. Isn't that right? Hold on to what? To the word of God. Hold on to that good report. Hold on to what God's already spoken over you in his word. And that's what he said. Hold on to that faith, Timothy. Watch this. Which some have rejected. You see that with me? Some believe in the right report. Some believe in the wrong report. The question today is, which report are you going to believe? And we went on to say in verse 19, for those that have rejected the good report, the word of God, it says, Paul went on to say they ended up living a shipwrecked life. That they end up seeing their life wrecked. I'm here to tell you, church, God's not called us to live wrecked lives. He's called us to live blessed lives. All we have to do is hold on to the right report. It went on to say there were these two men in verse 20, Hymenaeus and Alexander. He said these are two, he even gives names, that had their life shipwrecked because of their wrong report. And he said, I went ahead and led them on over to Satan that they may learn, watch this, not to blaspheme. It's in the book there. What does that word blaspheme mean? Very simply put, it just simply means to speak against God and his word. See, to just simply speak against God's word. In other words, living your life by the wrong report and not living your life by the word of God, the right report. And so that's really what Paul was telling Timothy. Whose report are you going to believe, son? You've got to believe the word of God that's already been spoken over you. And that's my charge to you today, church family. What has God said? What does God say about you and your family, your future, your health, your warfare, your, 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 your business? Come on, he's speaking over your business. I've come to tell some business owners today. 
it is your job and mine to do God's business. To live your life according to the right report. To live your life based upon what the word of God says. How we ought to live our life. And if we'll do God's business, God said, I will take care of your business. See, but oftentimes we feel like we have to take care of our business. That's why Jesus said, seek first the kingdom of God. His business. If we'll do his business, what did he say? If we'll seek him first, then he said all these things will be added. He'll take care of our business, our family. Yes. Miss Cammy, as you know, went on a plane a few months ago with Miss Dina and Miss um, and Miss Sienna. Went to Pensacola, Florida to minister at a women's conference. Hello. Just like the one we had here. While she was there, just simply doing God's business just like we saw in this house two the last two days this was God's business we saw God working we saw God moving and we saw God ministering to ladies in this place and that other building over there too and in the same way Cammie was just going to Florida doing God's business while she was there and Sienna was there and mom was there something happened there was this young man in the crowd from England. The brother has a, I mean, an accent like no other. I just love talking to him, man. Love listening to him. He's got that English accent. But what's so amazing, as they were there in Pensacola at Jubilee Church doing God's business, God began to take care of our business. And there was a young man there that uh, caught my daughter's eye. And she said, Mama, I got to talk to you. After it was over, the conference, they're back at the hotel. I got to talk to you. I think I just saw my husband. And she's 19. And after I got up off the floor, when, I, when, when they told me when I got... <laughs> Wasn't expecting it this soon. I'm just going to be honest. Just keeping it 100 in the house today. That's my baby. That's my only girl. But I understood. Wait a minute. When you take care of God's business, he said, I'll take care of your business. And he's here with us this morning. Come on. Is God not good? Incredible young man, an incredible family. His parents are children's pastors. We couldn't have asked for anything better. To God be the glory. But you see, that's what I'm talking about. It's all about whose report will you believe. And you got to keep believing. Come on, he told Timothy, hold on to that thing. Don't let it go. That, and that sometimes is the challenge. Come on. We sometimes have a hard time holding on. Let me encourage you. Teenager, you're going to have to hold on this year at school. You got to hold on to what you got at camp. You got to hold on at what you got, ladies. You go, I'm going to have to be, can I just be honest, Miss Tracy, to all the ladies? Come on. You're going to have to hold on to what you got the last couple of days. <laughs> you got to hold on to it. 
Lord, what I'm trying to say is you got to be committed to it. I'm not saying you're going to be perfect, but you can be committed to it. You can live your life by the right report. God's report, what God said, what God did, what you know he has spoken over you. We had ladies set free during this conference. you got to know. That's what he says over you. Whom the sun sets free is just free on the weekend. Whom the sun sets free is just free at church on Sunday morning. That's not what he said. Whom the sun sets free is free indeed. you got to hold on to that. That's what he told Timothy. See, Joseph might have lost two coats, but he didn't lose his dream. <laughs> Come on. Don't lose. God gave Joseph a word, a vision. He lost some things along the way, but he did not lose his dream. That's what I'm trying to tell you. Then he went on to say in another place, Timothy, Paul told Timothy in 2 Timothy, I believe it is, he said, you've got to not only hold on, Timothy, to what I've given you, to what the word of God has already spoken over you. You've got to stir the gift. Come on, ladies, help me out today. For those of you that do the cooking, and some men actually, have pretty, got pretty, we got pretty good uh, cooks in here that are men. But if you cook, you know that when you cook something, you understand the importance of having to stir. If you don't stir, what does it do? It sticks. And I think sometimes that's where, if we'll just be honest, come on, I'm coming down to the end, stay with me. Sometimes in our Christian walk, sometimes in our faith, instead of holding on, a lot of times we get stuck. Is there anybody, would you, come on, I've been there, stuck, a preacher of the gospel, stuck. And the reason we can get stuck is because we're not being stirred. We're not stirring. What God's put on the inside of us. And if we don't stir, it'll get stuck. So I want to just encourage you. Stir that gift. It's time to believe again. It's time to revisit some of those things that sometimes we might have even forgotten about. Some of the things that he spoke over you. Even like mom. So transparent and honest with us this morning. I believe she's not the only one. I believe I'm not the only one. There just hasn't been a stirring, but hello, I believe that's why we're here today. I believe that's what we're experiencing. We're being stirred by the word and by his spirit. I believe this church, the word of God teaches us that when the word of God is preached under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, it changes people. It causes people to stir The gift on the inside of them again. It really does. I believe that. That's the report. I believe. Not a stuck, stuffy church. We're a church where we're allowing the Holy Spirit to stir the pot and stir the pot. Until we allow all, not just some, all of the gifts that he's placed inside of us to come to fruition. Whose report are you going to believe? I know what I'm going to believe today, Pastor Manny. The report of the Lord. I'm going to hold on to his word. I'm going to allow his word to stir me up when I need to be stirred up. Because I know, I believe in what he said to me. 
I believe what God's word says over my family, my marriage. Oh, come on. You got to hold on. You got to hold on, be committed. You know, in marriage, we understand love is more than just a word. Love is action. It's a commitment. And that has to also ring true at home, not just here at church. And I want to show you something. You know how you make the, you know, we do have a lot of folks that that's kind of popular or used to be the heart shape. Well, when you make a shape of a heart, watch this. It starts up at the top and the two ends are together. And that's kind of like marriage. You know, when we get first get married, we're like, mm, we're all right here. We're like real close together, right? Right? I'm going to help you today. I want you to believe the right report. But in marriage, come on, in a great marriage, what does that heart do? It begins to go out and the two ends begin to kind of pull apart a little bit. You go to your own room, you know, I'm upset with you and just go... <laughs> Give them the silent treatment, but watch this real commitment. If you continue to walk it out, continue to walk it out, and then you come back down to that bottom part of the heart, and you come back together, and there you are again, right there. And then it happens. It's a cycle. It's a process. Then you back together, and then, hey, oh, and some of us be like, oh, way out of here, but you just keep being committed, keep loving, keep serving. Come on, and you just keep coming around. That's good. I don't care who you are. That's good this morning. That'll help some single people. That'll help some folks that are engaged. Come on. Let me give you some premarital right now. It's not always going to be like this, but you stay committed. And you see that thing come all the way back together when you believe the right report, the report of the Lord. I want to end with this. Miss Rebecca, would you come help me as we close this morning? Thank you. The Lord took me to one more passage, and I'll finish right on time. Faith statement. Hallelujah. <laughs> Pastor Jerry has taught me that. Faith statement. Hold fast to your confession. Hallelujah. But I, I really did feel like in light of what we've talked about today, what are you going to believe? What report? Who are you going to listen to? When you leave today, whose report are you going to believe concerning your situation? And the Lord took me to one more place. I'll put it up on the screen. And Rebecca, whenever you're ready, if you'll just play softly behind me. But I want to show you in the word as we wrap this up one more place where somebody in the Bible had to choose the right report. And it was a prophet of God by the name of Elijah. In 1 Kings 19, thank you, Father, for your help today. In 1 Kings 19, beginning in verse 2, this was after the man of God, one of the major prophets in the Old Testament, Elijah, called down fire from heaven, killed over 400 of the prophets of Baal with a sword. Under the unction and inspiration of the Holy Spirit, God was with him and he was able to see the miraculous, come on, to see the arm of the Lord at work in his life. But just the very next chapter after all of that, this is what the Word of God says about that man, Elijah. 
in verse 2. Then Jezebel, watch this, sent a messenger. Watch this, a message, a report. Jezebel sent a report to Elijah saying, watch this, so let the gods do to me and more also if I do not make your life, Elijah, as the life of one of them that by tomorrow, one of those prophets that you killed. Watch this. And when he saw that, he arose and he ran for his life and went to Beersheba, which belongs to Judah, and left his servant there. Now here's what I want you to see in verse 4. But he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness, watch this, and came and sat down under a broom tree. Watch this. Maybe you can relate today. This is the way the Lord showed me to close this. And he prayed to the Lord that he might die. And he said, it is enough. Another translation says, I've had enough. All because of a wrong report he had gotten. I've had enough. Now, Lord, take my life, for I am no better than my father's. Watch this. All because, come on, of a wrong report. We're stepping out of the wrong today into the right. It's not about what Jezebel said. It's about what God said. And what, it, what I love is verse 5, we're all in. Then... As he lay and slept under a broom tree. Yes, after he was down and out. We, we are dealing with mental health in our country right now. When you just look at it at face value, that's where the brother was. Mental. Having mental issues, about ready to just call it quits. All because of a what? A bad report, a wrong report of what someone said. Sometimes that's, where, that's the same with us because of what someone said or someone did. We feel like giving up or quitting when then we stop believing. Stop believing in God and on His Word, on His promises. Everything that we talked about today, what He's already spoken over you. But all because of a bad report. But again... Whose report are we going to believe? I leave you with this today. Then as he laid in that state that he was in, he laid and slept under that broom tree. Suddenly, get ready for your suddenly. An angel, another messenger. That's what an angel is, a messenger. And comes to give him the right report. (laughs) And the angel came to him and touched him and said, watch this, we sang about it today, Miss Sarah. Arise, there you are, I was pointing over there, there you are. Arise and eat. After, it says, the angel touched him, spoke to him, and what did he say? Just basically telling him, reaffirming in him, you're not down, you're getting ready to rise up again. And what's so amazing at this time when he rose up and he obeyed and he heard the word of the Lord and he got up and he began to eat. The Bible says he regained his strength back and then the angel continued to minister to him and 
told him, what are you doing here? Come on, I've got business for you to finish for me. You're my man. You're my voice. And he told him, I want you to go anoint Jehu. I want you to go anoint Haziel, the next king of Israel. And then I want you to go anoint a man by the name of Elisha who will be the one who will take your ministry even to another level. What am I trying to say? Not only, church, have we been called to obey and follow the right report, God is going to use us to help other people get to that place where they are listening and following the right report. But I don't know if there would just be, if we would be honest, I want to just ask you to bow your heads as we're finishing right on time. I wanted to just ask with no one leaving, if you would, just we're going to give these last few minutes to the Lord. I'm so glad you came today. I believe you were blessed and you're going to take something with you if you're a first-time guest. We can't thank you enough for coming. But I want to just ask this question before we go. If there would be anybody in this place and you would just be honest today before the Lord and you've heard the word of God today and you understand that there are two reports. There's the negative report. There's the wrong report. And then there's God's report. There's God's word. And today I believe you've heard the word of God. That you are here by divine design. No one is here by accident today. There are things that God has spoken over you, sir. I know maybe things can get tough sometimes. I understand that. I've been there. But you got to understand there's been some things that have been spoken over you and your family, your future. And the question is, have you come to the place in your life where you've said yes to that? Yes to those plans. Yes to the the word of God. And if you would just be honest, I don't know if there may just be a few people, a handful, maybe somebody watching online. We're so glad you've joined us. You can comment today if that's you. But if you would just be honest, you could relate to Elijah. Down for the count. Enough. I've had enough. I don't see my way through, Pastor Manny. I know you're a good person or you wouldn't be here. But if that's you, I just want to, I felt just specifically to pray for you today. And to speak over you the same way that messenger, that angel spoke over Elijah. And said, arise and eat. That may be where you are, if you'll just be honest. But I've come to encourage you. I'm speaking to a young lady right now. That may be where you are and may be where you've been. Hear the word of the Lord today. But it's not who you are. Maybe you're in desperate need of a supernatural touch in your body. The doctors haven't been able to do it. But I'm here to tell you, God can do it. In fact, he's already done it. He's already spoken the word. Let me just tell you in Isaiah 53, where we read from today, that's the same chapter that says, 
He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him. And by his stripes, come on church, we are what? We were healed. It's done today. Would you just simply receive the report of the Lord? That's for you. I didn't feel an unction or to have anybody come forward. I praise God for moments like that when the Holy Spirit leads. But I believe you can be touched right now where you are and what you have need of. Come on, if that's you. Healing in your body, I speak it forth right now. But the key is, it's not what I believe today, church. It's what you believe. I see hands lifted already. Somebody already receiving a touch from God right now. By just simply believing, just release your faith right now. I want you to say this out of your mouth. I believe the report of the Lord. I am healed. I am made whole. In Jesus' name, I thank you, Father, for covenant relationship that you have given to me. And I rise today. I come up out of my, that place of despair. And I rise up in you. A new outlook. A new dimension. In Jesus' name. Before I wrap this up, let me just say, there's one more scripture I want to give you. With every head bowed. Romans 10 and 9. Many of us could quote it. If we would confess with our mouth and believe, there's that word, believe in our heart, the Bible says we would be saved. Can I tell you all that we do in this church, it's for that. What's the end game for the Christian? It's not to be churchy. It's not to be religious. It's not even to quote scripture. That's all great. But the end game for the Christian is to know Christ in a personal way. Is to be more like Christ. It's to know Him in a personal way and to allow Him through that relationship to begin a new work. The Bible says if anyone be in Christ... He is a new creation. That means there's a change that happens. And I just felt like today, there may be just one person. If you would just be honest, you would just say, my life is not right with God. I know you're a good person. But if you would just be honest today, you would say, my life is not right with God. If I was to die today, heaven wouldn't be my home. Today, is the day of salvation. And today, sir, ma'am, young person, this is your day to believe, oh my goodness, in eternal life that's already been prepared for you because of what Jesus did on the cross. Today, you can be forgiven. Do you know that your sins have been forgiven? Do you know that they've been washed away by the blood of the Lamb? Or do you still carry the guilt and the shame of a regret of maybe something you've done in your past? If that's you and you've never said, forgive me, Lord. I accept you today as Lord and Savior. Thank you for forgiving me. Thank you for making me new. Thank you for dying for me. And I just simply confess with my mouth and I believe with my heart that you are Lord. And today, 
I become a Christian. I want to be saved. Save me today, Lord. If that's you, would you just lift your hand right now? If that is your prayer today. If that is your prayer today, I want to make things right with you, Lord. I know how much you love me. I know that you have a good report for me. (laughs) That you have a new life for me. All I have to do is believe and confess you as Lord. Anybody else, just lift your hand right now. Come on, don't miss your moment. Yes, that's me. I want to make Jesus Christ the Lord of my life. Amen. Let's everybody say this prayer together with every head bowed. Father, we just say this with me. Father in heaven, we thank you for your report that we received today. That we are saved. We are born again. We confess you as Lord. We believe in our heart that our sins are forgiven. That we've been made new. Never to be the same again. Thank you for making us new, for making me new. Thank you, Father, for pouring out your love on me today. I receive you never to be the same again. I turn from my sin and I turn to you. Thank you for loving me. Walk with me from this day forward. Never to be the same in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen, amen, amen. Can we give God praise one more time?